What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Critics Corner Podcast. I'm William Locke, and joining us for this Week 10 preview. We're already in Week 10, Joe. How's it going? Not too bad, man. Week 10. It's crazy we're here. We got some big-time games. I like this slate. Every conference has got, has got some good ones. And I've kind of hinted at it a lot this year. Biggest game of the week, LSU at Alabama. I've been on the Tigers. This is their chance to prove that they're still not up for echelon. Yeah, it's it's November. This is where champions are made. Uh, we just had the college football playoff rankings unveiled for the first time this season. That's kind of when you know we're in the business end. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, LSU, Alabama, historically, you know, for, for our lifetimes at least, been the biggest game of the year, usually a top five matchup. It's eight versus 14 this year, but still carries a ton of weight, especially in that SEC West. Um Alabama 5 and 0 in conference, LSU 4 and 1 in conference. It's, it's looking like the winner of this game is going to go to Atlanta. I mean, Ole Miss could sneak in there, but they still have yeah. to play Georgia, so unlikely. Um story of this one for me, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Well, first both teams are coming off by as mm-hmm. is always the case with this game. But LSU's explosive offense paired with a terrible defense versus Alabama's eh, offense paired with an elite defense. Uh, it's a it's a, a matchup of contrasting styles. Alabama has not looked great this year, but they they've been getting the job done since that Texas loss. Uh, LSU has two quality losses, and they've kind of turned it around since that loss against Ole Miss. And it sets up this matchup in, in Tuscaloosa this weekend, and I'm excited. Seven forty five Eastern. Night game, man. Night game. That atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric, absolutely crazy. Uh, that CBS primetime game. It's got, you know, it's not that top 10, top five matchup, but it's still got a lot of weight to this, man. So I love this game. I've waiting a, a long time for it this year. Alabama's favored by three, but I think it comes down to LSU's offense versus Alabama's defense because LSU's defense will get a stop here and there. They'll give up a few points. Um, Alabama's offense won't be perfect, but they'll score at some point. Yeah. But who who wins? The electric LSU offense and Jaden Daniels, who's absolutely tearing it up this season, or Alabama's defense, who's won them some ball games. So I think that's what it comes down to, and kind of that secondary too, because this LSU receiving core, man, they got a three-headed monster. Jaden Daniels is going off at quarterback, just finding these guys and and also getting three out of the pocket on the ground. So um, I'm just excited to see this one. I'm obviously on the Tigers, but it's a yeah. three-point it's a three-point swing. I think probably because Alabama's at home, but yeah. I gotta go with the Tigers. Yeah, it's the three-point line, the classic three-point line that you get in college football that you don't really see in the NFL anymore, right? Like you don't in, – in kind of even matchups in the NFL, you don't – you used to give the three points to the home team. They don't really – now it's like one and a half, two, if that. You know, two is kind of like a really good home field advantage in the NFL, but three in college is still like kind of the home field advantage that you get. And we've had like a few of these games this year, right? The one that springs to mind is, is Washington, Oregon, where Oregon was favored by like three points. And I think Oregon ended up covering that. I can't remember exactly what the final score was. Uh, but we both think Oregon kind of outplayed Washington in that game. Like, my heart says LSU, and I think they can win this game. And my my brain says Alabama. In the, in, in, and I think a lot of that is kind of the tradition, the – the the Saban, you don't want to bet against Saban, but I mean, maybe this just isn't the same 
Alabama team that we're used to. And uh, you're on LSU. I, I think they have the better offense. I think uh, Jane Daniels is, is a Heisman contender. I, I think he uh, will do our Heisman rankings later. He's in, in my, my list for sure. Oh, it's, it's hard to make a pick. Um, and I think I'm going to go with LSU plus three on the spread. And to win the game, yeah, it's tough. But I think Bama's defense gets it done. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll a save in the tide. But it's going to be – I think it's going to be close. We would ride the same way on a lot of the uh, the game of the week. So Bryce might have to go different ways for, for each of us. And I think it's going to be a great game either way. Like I'm just excited for this one, nighttime game. I think it's going to be a, a heck of a ball game for the SEC. Yeah, it's it's going to be – it's going to be probably it, – it, well, there are a lot of good SEC games this weekend, but it's going to be the biggest one so far uh, that, that we've seen this season. Let's do our other matchups a little bit differently this week. Instead of kind of just listing each of ours, let's go through the windows. So like the time slot. So let's start with the noon games. Uh, the highlights that we have, I got Ohio State Rutgers, Kansas State, Texas, Ole Miss, Texas a and is a decent one, Notre Dame at Clemson, and then you also have Arkansas, Florida is okay, Wisconsin, Indiana, Nebraska, Michigan State, Jacksonville State, South Carolina, uh, but really, Ohio State, Rutgers, Kansas State, Texas uh, are, are the main, the big ones, big, big ones. Yeah, so starting with, I guess, Ohio State at Rutgers, um, they're still 18 and a half point favorites. It's at Rutgers, which is doing a little bit, but Rutgers, heck of a season, already bowl eligible, but I still think Ohio State's better than them. Like, they're going to win this game. I don't know that they cover this spread. It's a lot of points for an offense that hasn't been bowling out, um, but I'm definitely going to take Ohio State. Like, you got to think they're going to win this one. Yeah. Um, Kansas State at Texas, we kind of talked about it in the, in the recap pod. Four-point line, this line went way down than what it would have been like a month ago. So I think I lean Texas there at home. But Kansas State, that two-quarterback offense they're running right now is absolutely electric. So I don't know. They're a dangerous ball club. I would be more on them if they were a little bit more of an underdog, like in terms of betting on them. I would, like They're not that great of an underdog bet in terms of sports betting. So we'll see. But it should be a really good game in my opinion. Um, a&M at Ole Miss. I mean, I'm surprised it's only three. Like, I kind of want to hammer Ole Miss minus three. Ole Miss has to win this game yep. heading into Georgia next weekend. If Ole Miss wins this game against Texas A&M, that Georgia game is the biggest game that Ole Miss has had probably since those those Bama matchups mm-hmm. uh, when they won the back-to-back years. That sets up a huge – so this is a, a very likely look-ahead spot for, for the Rebs. But they got to get it done against AM. They got to get it done. Uh, in regards to Ohio State Rutgers, I think Ohio State covers. I think they blow out Ohio uh, Rutgers. Uh, I think they cover. I, I just don't think Rutgers. I, I know that Rutgers cannot move the ball in the air. Uh, Gavin Wimsat just doesn't move the ball vertically. Uh, and Ohio State has a really good defense. Yes, Rutgers is stingy on defense, but I think Ohio State gets this one and I, done. I think they get it done comfortably. I think the three touchdowns better than Rutgers. Kansas State, Texas. I think Texas is beatable. We saw them almost lose to Houston, uh, and I, th- I think Kansas State wins this one. And I think they they cover. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't need the points. I, I'm going to take their money line. I think the two quarterback system. Uh, they've been better of late. I know the schedule has been weaker, but yeah, they they got a stout defense uh, and, and and a good 
two good quarterbacks, which, you know, everyone says, like, if you have two quarterbacks, you, you don't have one. But give me the Wildcats. I think they can win this one. Texas isn't necessarily, like, the biggest home field advantage. So, yeah, I, I think this is a winnable game for, for, for Kansas State, and I'm going to ride with them. Okay. And then the other one we got on here, Notre Dame at Clemson. Yeah. Noon slate. Notre Dame's minus three. Dude, I'm I'm heavy Notre Dame minus three. Reason being is Clemson's looked horrible the last few weeks. And yeah. Notre Dame just put up like fifty something or whatever against, you know, Pitter. I mean, I know it was Pitt, but I mean they're 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 going in opposite directions right now, is my point. And no Clemson still has Dabo that they're at home, but I don't know, man. It's give me Notre Dame in the points. And I'm on Clemson plus three because it makes no sense, but I just think this is a kitchen sink game for Dabo. Okay. Um uh yeah Notre Dame like Clemson still has a solid defense it's just their offense that can't get going and it's not like Notre Dame has a, a stellar offense by any stretch of the imagination Clemson's a tough place to play um yeah I just think this is a kitchen sink game for Clemson I'm on Clemson plus three I think they can win this game outright uh but I could be very well I could be very well proved wrong uh so we'll see we'll see uh give me Wisconsin over Indiana even with their backup quarterback give me Yep. Arkansas plus six at Florida. I like the Hogs plus six at Florida. Okay. Yeah, I do. Sam Pittman might be coaching for his job. So I think he's also in a kitchen sink game. Yes, he is. Give me Nebraska over Michigan State. Nebraska gets bowl eligible this weekend. And I think South Carolina covers like the 15 against Jacksonville State. That's kind of the rest I got for those new games. Okay. I think I agree with all those. And yep, uh, I agree with those. Okay, moving into the two two thirty window, the headliner here is Georgia Missouri uh, on CBS. We got Oklahoma traveling to to Stillwater for bet for Bedlam on ABC. Uh, we got Penn State traveling to Maryland on Fox, and then some of the other ones. We got Virginia Tech, who's I believe Virginia Tech is fighting for bowl eligibility, or they're getting there. They're four and four. Uh, they're at Louisville. Uh, Tulane at ECU, Illinois at Minnesota, Iowa at Northwestern at the at Rigby Field, which should, should be fun. Uh, I'm not going to go because I, I'd rather watch these other games, to be honest. But if this was in like a nude slot with no other good games, I might check it out, but it's not. We got Houston at Baylor, UCF at Cincy. James Madison at Georgia State's a good group of five matchup. Um, yeah, those are those are kind of the main ones in this 230, 230 slot. We also got South Florida at Memphis uh, and Air Force at Army, which obviously you're going to. Um, but out of let, – let's let's start with Georgia-Missouri because I think that's the big game, right? Georgia, 50-point dogs, where are you leaning? Or sorry, 50-point favorites, where are you leaning here? Missouri points. I think they cover. That is a good offense, Brady yeah. Cook. Yeah. Luther Burden has been unstoppable on the outside. I think they cover. I just don't know that they can win this ball game at Georgia. I Georgia playing like the number team in the country. They're at home. I I'm going to take Missouri's points, but I, I I just they might be worth a sprinkle, maybe just for a chaos money line. But I think I, I think my bet would be on the points. The only thing is Georgia did really struggle with Missouri last year. This game was close. Sure. Played them really well into the fourth quarter in in uh, Columbia. Missouri's better than they were last year. They're 12th in the country right now. Luther Burden, Brady Cook, uh, Luther Burden and Brady Cook is a really good combination. I think they could test Georgia. Uh, and I think this is Georgia's toughest game the rest of the year. I still think Georgia wins. And I think I'm with yeah. you as well. I like, I like those points for Missouri 15 or whatever it is. Give me that. But 
yeah, this this is I I hope this is a fun one. I, we haven't really seen like a good Missouri team since like twenty two thousand eight. Uh, so they're really good, and uh, this is gonna be a tough one for 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 Georgia for sure. Luckily, it's at home for them. Honestly, yeah, I, th- I think luckily at home. Um, other matchups. I mean, I actually like Georgia Tech to knock off UVA. Air Force obviously to beat Army. Um, anything else? Oklahoma, this- Oklahoma State. That's the other big one in this one. Uh, oh man, five and a half points for Oklahoma. Where is this game? It's down to five and a half. It's in. Oh, it's in Stillwater. Dude, five and a half point favorites, Oklahoma. Last ever bedlam, Ollie. Uh, Ollie Walk. Why did Ollie I almost say? Ollie Gordon. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I almost said Ollie Watkins, the striker. Ollie Gordon, the running back for Oklahoma State. Well, Ollie Watkins is a striker for Aston Villa in the Premier League, but shout I out. I feel like this is like a Zinkin for Mike Gundy last time against Oklahoma and Bedlam. You know, pissed up they're leaving the Big 12, they act like the big brother. Like, I don't know, man. There's something about this game that just screams Mike Gundy magic to me. Yeah, and we we saw uh, Kansas move the football in Oklahoma. I can see Oklahoma State just running the ball. Just running the ball. Else. And then Alan Bowman opening up play action and finding his guys. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I lean. I I definitely lean points. Oklahoma State plus five and a half. But I almost lean the money line, dude. Like everything's trending their way. I feel like. And if this game was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the spread would be like fourteen points, seventeen points for Oklahoma. Oklahoma's fallen off a bit with that tough loss, and Oklahoma State's you know played really good ball since those two losses. So I don't love that the line is a lot closer than it would have been. But yeah, this is another one where I, I think Oklahoma State can win this football game. So honestly, give me the pokes. I'm going to take the pokes too. Screw it. I, I like the pokes. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that'll be a fun game, man. That'll be cool. Uh, give Yeah, last ever Bedlam potentially. Give me Maryland plus 10 against Penn State. I locked that one in on Monday. I know it doesn't make sense. Maryland coming off a loss to Northwestern, but... I just I don't know if Penn State can win by ten plus against anybody at this point. So give me the turfs there. And then Minnesota over Illinois, uh, Tulane over ECU. Uh, I am going to take. What do you got in Chicago? Iowa Northwestern. Yeah, I'm 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 going to go Northwestern, and then yeah, that's really it for that slate. Betting the over, or betting the under. I think the over hits this weekend for him, man. The fact that this is even a discussion is disgusting. <laughs> like, but yeah, I, I do think uh, we didn't even mention Brian Ferentz's. Of course, in in, a, in such a weird Iowa way, they didn't just fire him immediately. They they fired him, but they said we'll give you the rest of the season, which isn't awkward at all. <laughs> well, it's like if you're gonna fire him, fire him because what happens? Which I'm now rooting for chaos. Iowa just be electric on offense because it's like. What if they end up averaging like 25, 30 points a game, which was the contract, and they're like, nah, he's still gone, and they go like 10 and 2. Like, <laughs> I'm rooting for that now. Like, I'm rooting for the over this weekend just because he's still the OC. But yeah, they said he's not returning. And it's like, I don't know. Like, if you're going to fire him, just fire him. And if you want to consider keeping him around, like, wait till the end of the year. Like, you're already in deep this season. You've already had a horrible offense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird situation. It's, a weird situation but iowa seems to thrive in that they seems to to love these kind of situations uh so we'll see uh we'll see for sure Uh, and we should just see who they hire for that job too you know 
I saw some yeah. funny tweets basically saying, <laughs> listing like the rest of Kirk Ferentz's siblings or, or, <laughs> or kids. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Night games. Let's move to the night games. We have, I think the headliner here is probably USC Washington in uh, LA. You also have, oh, sorry. Well, LSU, LSU Alabama is a headliner. We already talked about that. Outside of that, we got Washington at USC. That one's on ABC. Uh, Michigan hosting Purdue on NBC. Kansas at Iowa State's a fun one. That's a sneaky one. Yeah, that's a fun one. We got winner that stays in contention for Big 12 title play as the underdog. Yeah, and Iowa State don't have a great offense, but they, their defense will stifle you. So I'm actually on Iowa State. I think it's minus two and a half here. Well, Clongs. I think they win this game pretty, pretty, pretty handedly. Kansas obviously well, coming off that huge emotional high. Is, is Jalen Daniels going to come back this year? I think it's going to be like a Cam Rising situation, honestly. I, if I, he's back, man, I'd take them heavy. But I'm on Iowa State if it's beanball. <laughs> Let me see. Let me just search him up if there's anything going on with him. Uh, d- nothing. No new, no, no new real news yet. Uh, says, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's going to play again. Yeah, Leipold said that he's their starter when he's healthy, but uh, we haven't really heard any news about his health uh, as we sit here on Wednesday. Washington, USC. I'm on USC the plus three. I think USC can win this game. I'm, I'm going a lot of upsets this weekend, clearly. Um, yeah, give me, give me USC. I, I just they're going to be able to move the football in Washington's defense. It's a matter of can Washington keep up with them. It's it's going to be a shootout. I, I don't see this game really going any other way. Uh, USC, I don't think is a good football team, but they have a great offense and they have a great quarterback. Uh, it, it, it could just come down to who has the ball last. Honestly, it could be one of those games and USC has the home field, home field advantage. So give me, uh, give me the Trojans in this one. Yeah. I think that's going to come down to who has the ball last um, Williams versus Penix. So yeah, we'll see on that one. What do you think about Oregon state, Colorado? Yeah. Little Oregon little, state 13 and a half point favorites, little pack 12 after dark. This is a nightmare matchup in my opinion for Colorado. It's kind of like Colorado going up against a Utah. Just a strong physical team uh, with a good quarterback in DJU. I think Colorado can cover just because of the home field advantage. The There's still a lot of hype around that program in Boulder. I do think Oregon State wins this game. I just think they they win the trenches. They have more talent. Uh, they have the better quarterback. Are, well, do they have the better quarterback? The, the Shadur Sanders just I, we haven't really been, seen the true Shadur Sanders because he's always running around escaping pressure from you know because his offensive line is so bad. So I think Oregon State certainly has the the better uh, offensive line, and they put DJU in a better situation to to make plays. So I think Oregon State wins this game, but I do think Colorado can can cover again. They need this man to fight for bowl eligibility. They're four and four. They need to get this one. I just don't know if they can, though. I don't know. Yeah, they put this stuff in a really tough situation. Oregon State. What did you say? I think Oregon State is just a more complete, well-rounded ball club. They don't make the same yeah. mistakes. Yep. Yeah. Except the terrible fake field goal call. True. True. <laughs> they, they, yeah, Colorado put themselves in a really tough situation, losing to Stanford uh, when it comes to bowl eligibility. That was a, that was a really tough loss for them. Um, and then other Pac-12 after dark, we got UCLA at Arizona. That's a fun one. Uh, yeah. Kind of mid tier Pac 12 matchup, but UCLA, Ethan Garbers at center, under center. They, they've turned things around. They beat Colorado last week. Arizona, I mean, 
could not be more impressed with them, honestly. They're probably the best three-loss team in the country at this point. And that one's on 10 thir- uh, 10.30 on FS1. That, that That's a fun one. I, what's this? Do you know? Do you have the spread up on that one? Uh, UCLA by three. It's at Arizona. Yeah, that's always a tough place to play, especially at night. So I'm going to go with another dog. It's It might be the week Garbers, of the dogs. So, I mean, they made the right move benching more for Garbers. Yep. Like, he's just playing well. He's playing smart. He's not making mistakes. Like, more has that potential, but it's like, hey, he's a true freshman. Like, Garbers is doing what he's got to do for this team. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm with the Wildcats. Arizona plus three in this one. I like the home dogs this week. Okay. And then Boise State Fresno is a fun group of five matchup. There's a there's a big battle in the Mountain West for who who's going to play Air Force in the conference title game at this point. You have UNLV, Fresno State, and Boise State all tied at three and one. Obviously, Fresno State beat UNLV uh, last weekend, so they have the the tiebreaker there. Um, but if I mean, Boise, Boise State's four and four overall, but they're three and one in conference. Exactly. So if they win this game, they're in the thick of it to to play Air Force in the title game. So Austin GT at running back, Boise, Fresno. What's the spread? So what's the who's, who's the Fresno quarterback that's been hurt? Mikey Keene. He played last weekend. Okay, so he should he's back. All right, nah, right give me the spot? dogs. Give me the Bulldogs. What's the spread? Do you have it up? Spread for this one is going to be three for Fresno. Ooh, I like that line. It's going to be a good game. At home? Yeah, give me the Bulldogs. Minus three. Yeah. Aaron Judge. Shout out to him. He went to Fresno. So I like that. Uh, and that's really, honestly, it in this night slate. You've got SME Rice, Miami, NC State. Big one on the road for Miami. Uh, at, at, heading into their game against uh, Florida State next weekend. NC State just beat Clemson. So eh, kind of a mid-tier ACC matchup. But. That one's that one's kind of interesting. Uh, that's really it for for the week ten slate. Can we talk about Michigan? Yeah, you want to? What do you want to talk about? Uh, do we need to give a, a Stallions update or? Yeah, okay, yeah, we can give a Stallions update. I mean, they're, they're favored by thirty two and a half against Purdue. I don't think they're going to lose this week, and I think they'll be nine and zero. Come, yeah, come it's, it's not a question of the game this weekend. Um, they should handle Purdue. Stallions update. I mean, the facts are still unclear. So I'll start with the facts are still unclear, but there are a lot of things floating around. And I I just don't, you never know what the NCAA, what the severity is. And it's like, does it matter? Does it not matter? But like, there's a lot of theories flying around. There's something about him. Maybe it was him on the side of central Michigan. Like, but who knows if that was actually him. There's just stuff coming out of the woodworks now. So as I sit here on Wednesday, November 1st, I feel a lot better about this situation than I did last week when I when we talked about okay. it. And the main reason is I think that was Stallions in Central Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I really do think it was him. Jim McElwain, the the Central Michigan coach, cannot identify who, who this guy was. I, I do think it was Stallions. If it, if it wasn't him, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's you know the DB assistant coach. Like We know who that is. Like Exactly. That should have been a quick, like, Anybody know this guy? Oh yeah, the, he's in the build. Like the fact that they didn't like know who it was, right? I was like, ah, that might have been Stallions. And I do think, yeah, and I do think there's a chance that he had those glasses on that can record the the Michigan State su- signals. Interesting. I do think that's a possibility. And the reason, and that would be seen counterintuitive, like, oh, that seems really bad. Like, why would you feel better about that if you're a Michigan fan? I feel better about that 
because I think it's looking more and more likely that this is just a rogue staffer that went out of his way to try to boost his career to try to you know get his foot in the door and and he took it way too far like he wrote 600 in central michigan on the sideline that, that's pretty wild 600 i mean honestly this story is like peak college football tomfoolery at this point he he wrote a 600 page manifesto like this guy is clearly crazy he went to the sidelines for the central michigan game um what makes me feel even better as a Michigan fan is the fact that, you know, or a couple days ago, I think it was Tuesday, um, it was reported. Well, first of all, it was reported on Sunday night from the Wall Street Journal that Michigan had rescinded a contract uh, offer, contract extension offer to Jim Harbaugh. The university uh, reporters, uh, Michigan reporters, immediately shot that down. Then the, on Monday morning, they said that this is not true. The wording is wrong. Just that the contract talks are on hold. Wednesday, or sorry, Tuesday, we get news that Michigan has resumed those contract talks. They have progressed, uh, and it's looking really, it's looking more and more likely like Michigan is going to extend Harbaugh. Um, and that tells me that obviously they know a lot more about this story than we do at this point. They have probably seen all the facts and information. They've probably gone through a lot of the staff, um, uh, staff's computers and everything. And I don't think there's any connection between Harbaugh and Stallions. Um, yes, there is the, you know, the rule, the bylaw in the NCAA that the co- head coach knows, um, should know everything that's going on in his program. So, uh, I do think Michigan will get penalized in some sense. That's not going to happen this year. Uh, yeah. you know, we saw the college football playoff ranked them three. They said it's an NCAA issue. Uh, the big Ten's not going to suspend Michigan. Can you imagine the, the uprise if, if Michigan was banned from the playoff? Like, first of all, that would be so dumb from the conference, their best chance to win a national title. Uh, since Ohio State in 2015, um, that I just don't think they're going to ban them. Like that's a loss of money. The, the TV partners would be irate, uh, and you know, think of all the money that Mich- the Big Ten would get if Michigan won the national title. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think the fact that Michigan's trying to extend Harbaugh right now it bodes well, and I think that the fact that Stallions is at Central Michigan just further proves that the guy was insane. Did did Michigan break rules? Absolutely. Is this Watergate? No. I, I just don't think it's as big, as big as big of a deal as a lot of rival coaches love to say. Um, and shout out to King Santa, man. Santa Ono, the Michigan president, stepping in for Mark Schlissel, who had a lot of issues that we don't need to get into. Um, but Santa has has been great, and he's bringing us pre- Christmas presents before Christmas, man. It's November 1st, and he's going to extend Harbaugh. It's looking great. I, I got my fingers crossed. And I think if Harbaugh extends uh, right now, he's going to retire in Ann Arbor. Uh, he's not going to take another coaching job. So as we sit here today, I, I feel really optimistic. We'll see what comes out, but I think I think it's it, I think it's looking good uh, for the Wolverines uh, compared to where it could have been. Okay, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways it could go. I'm rooting for just chaos. Like I love all these random things that are coming out. Like you know, they gave signs to South Carolina and they only wore wristbands one game, and it's like <laughs> well, the defense still gave up like 30, 40 points. Like yeah. so, I just love like and like the Central Michigan. Like I love all the random stuff that's happening. It's like wow, this this goes deep for Stallions. Like this dude was everywhere. So um, yeah, I mean, I want to wait till all the facts come out. We'll yeah. see. Like I don't think they should be kicked out of the playoff. Like there's going to be some sort of sanction, whether it's you know scholarships or Harbaugh's out for a game or two, whatever. It is. Have to wear something because he's the head coach. But yeah. I don't think it's you know people crying for ah they can't be in the playoff like no like no like don't punish the players like no i don't think that'll be the case but i want to wait and see once you know all the facts are out there and 
there's just like so many random weird theories. I want to see what's true and what's not true. And, and uh, you know, then we'll see what the NCAA does, but it'll take them a while. I'm it, sure. it, it's going to take them a while. Um, and yeah, it, honestly, like there's the wall street journal just reported false stuff. Like there's a lot of, I hate to say the phrase, like there's a lot of fake news being reported about the story from people that just, for whatever reason, people don't like Michigan. I, I guess Michigan rubs people, a lot of people the wrong way. And there's been a lot of stuff been that's 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 been reported that's been you know I would say dramatized or or you know taken for it's not just a lot of false reporting and uh, we'll see we'll see once the facts come out right there's a lot that we don't know but as we sit here today I think it's looking more and more likely that Stallions was just kind of insane yeah so right. yeah we'll see once the facts are out there we already talked about a lot of the slate but what's your upset of the week. I'm kind of between three games. Um, I'm going to go Virginia Tech plus 295 at Louisville. I think this line, I think they should be more of an underdog. Louisville's mm-hmm. like running for second place in the ACC right now. And Vitek's four and four. I want to take him still. I just wish there was a better odds boost. But give me Vitek, man, at Louisville. I think like Louisville... As good as they've been this season, like they're they're due to get they're due for a slip up. I think. I like that. Um, they 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 lost to Pitt, and I think Virginia Tech's gotten a lot better throughout the course of the season. So good pick. I have three, and you could do a little underdog money line parlay with these. I, I like Northwestern plus one seventy over Iowa in Wrigley. Uh, I just think they can score more points than Iowa in this game. I don't really have much analysis. I think Oklahoma, I already talked about the Oklahoma State game. I think Oklahoma State can win. And I think Kansas State beats Texas. So you can parlay all three of those, probably get crazy odds, or just take them individually. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the one that I feel most confident on in the graphic that we drop on Friday or Saturday whenever I decide to post it. Uh, but I like those three. And then I also think South Florida could beat Memphis, and I think Colorado could theoretically beat Oregon State if everything goes right for them. So those I just have sets this week. I just can't go against Henny. I just can't, man. I'm, I'm riding Memphis the rest of the way. All right, man. Hey, that any man. Lock of the week. Uh, lock of the week. I got four, and I'll end with my absolute lock of the week. I like Florida minus six versus Arkansas. Okay. I like Ole Miss money line minus one fifty five versus A and M. I like Kentucky minus one eighty five money line versus at at Mississippi State. Yeah. But my lock of the week. They, they did it last week. They're going to do it again. Minus 148, money line, Cornhuskers in Nebraska at Michigan State. Lock it up. Yeah, I I, I would concur. I, I just don't think Nebraska. Why is it that low, dude? Why is it that low? Michigan State's not good. Michigan State has not won a Big Ten game this year. They're, they've been the worst team in the conference, I, I think, by far. And I guess they're at home, but it's like, oh, Nebraska looked good last week. No one's going to be at that game. They all care about basketball at this point. They have the fourth-ranked basketball team in the country. It's basketball season for them, for them at this point. My lock, I'm going a random one. Middle Tennessee State plus three at New Mexico State. Wow. Yeah. Uh, New Mexico State uh, has not played anybody. They have a much better record than MTSU, but MTSU's had a, a, a more difficult schedule at this point in the season. Um, so I like Middle Tennessee State plus the three there. I think they can win it outright. I also like Louisiana Tech plus 17 at Liberty. I just think that's too many okay. points. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the well with Army plus eighteen and a half versus Air Force rivalry game. Uh, it, I just Air Force winning by that much against Army. I don't know. South Florida plus thirteen against Memphis. I think that could be my lock. Lock. I'm I'm still not positive on MTSU. So I'm listing out a lot of picks here. 
Iowa State money line against Kansas. That happens. And Michigan minus 32 against Purdue. I just That's a lot of points to make your lock, but I, I do think Michigan can cover that just because they're, they're going to be pissed off. And Purdue's going to be on kind of the, the wrong side of that. So I like those. And I'll, you'll see my, my official pick on, on the graphic. But right now for the podcast, my official pick is MCSU plus, plus three. I like that lot, that Louisiana Tech plus 17. Their quarterback is Hank Bachmeyer, who played at Boise State for a bit. He was kind of a big-time recruit. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they're due – is Liberty due for a loss, man? They're undefeated. Do they slip up here? What would that be? Is that almost work with a sprinkle La Tech money line, dude? I don't know. What is it? Do you have it up? I'm trying to find it. Let me try. I can uh, – it is – Plus five seventy five on DraftKings. That's a high, that's a good good return. Yeah, pretty good upside pick. Yeah. All I right. Mean, that uh, was undefeated, but I don't know. They're beatable. I think. Yeah, they are. They are beatable. They they haven't looked perfect this season, uh, even though they are perfect record wise. Players to watch. My guy, Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback. They're going to win this. He's got to be lights out against Alabama in that defense. So. Give me is my number one. Second with quarterbacks, that quarterback room at Kansas State, man. Going down to Austin, Will Howard, Avery Johnson, two-headed monster. So old saying is you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. They got two, and they got two, I think. So I, I, think that I like way. to watch those guys. And then Luther Bird and Mizzou Whiteout, if they've got any chance against Georgia and that number one team in the country, he's going to have to ball out with Mr. Brady Cook. So watch Luther Burden. And I can't say his name, but to give some defense, some love, the Ohio State defensive end, <laughs> JT. Can you help me out here? JT Tuamulalau. Tuamulalau. I believe. Okay. It's really hard to say. <laughs> he's my guy to watch there this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, He's been really good. He's going to be an NFL guy for sure. I'm going a defensive player as my – honestly, my number one player to watch. Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, we know that Alabama defense is going to have their hands full with that LSU offense. And I expect him – he's their corner. I expect him to be matched up with LSU's number one Malik Neighbors. So – does He's he return punts? What do you say? Does he return punts too? Oh, I think so. I think so. I think so. he might, yeah. This is it's gonna be obviously he's kind of their their best player on defense alongside Dallas Turner. He's gonna have his hands full. That whole Alabama defense is gonna have their hands full, but especially, you know, that run the passing game that LSU is known for. Uh he's gonna have his hands full with neighbors out wide. Brady Cook going to Sanford Stadium in Georgia, uh, the Missouri quarterback, he's gonna have his hands full, like you said, if they want to win. Him and Luther Burden are going to have to have big games. Ollie Gordon, the second, not Ollie Watkins. Ollie Gordon, the running back for Oklahoma State. I think he's going to have a huge game against Oklahoma. I think you can run on them. And then Travis Hunter, uh, just because he's hella fun to watch, man. Like playing both sides of the ball, great corner, uh, like really, really good corner. He's an elite corner. Um, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So he's and he's always fun to watch. So they got Oregon State. I think if he wants, to, if they want to win, he's going to have to have another big game on both sides of the ball. Yeah, agreed with those ones. Should we jump into Heisman rankings? Yeah, let's do Heisman rankings and the hot seat tracker before we get out of here today. So Heisman rankings, I don't know. I've, I'm not that confident in him winning anymore, but uh, Michael Penix Jr., I mean, until they lose, like he's got big games. So if they <laughs> win out, like he's got to be the favorite in my opinion. But my second man, and he's got the chance to prove it this weekend, Jaden Daniels, man. I'm happy yeah. on them and the Tigers this weekend. So he's my number two. Uh, my preseason pick was J.J. McCarthy, who looked like he was down and out of it, but he's kind of sneaking back up with all these wins and all the chance against Penn State and Ohio State, you know, late in the season to get some big ones. So J.J. is my three. 
And then Bodacious, Bo Nix, he's at four. He'll have chances to prove it. All these guys will have chances to prove it late in the season. Yeah. Um, five is Jordan Travis, six is Luther Burden, just because, um, you know, I think it's harder for Travis. He has as, as big of games left in the ACC. But Luther Burden, big game, big game this weekend. I wanted to get someone who wasn't a quarterback on there, too. Yeah, I like those. I have the same top two in Penix and Daniels, uh, but I, I agree. I, I don't feel as confident about Penix winning it as I did a couple of weeks ago. Third, I have Marvin Harrison Jr., which I was a little surprised he wasn't on your list. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have like the crazy stats to win the Heisman as a wide receiver. He's, he's just carried Ohio state and he's the reason that they're in the number one team in the country. The last wide receiver to win the Heisman was obviously Devonta Smith, 2020 Alabama as a junior or sorry, as a senior, his numbers that year, it absolutely like ludicrous in 13 games, 1856 receiving yards and 23 touchdowns in the air. 20 or and, and one touchdown uh rushing for a comparison obviously he's only played eight games so far but marvin harrison jr has 889 receiving yards and only eight touchdowns so he's got he's currently basically what 15 touchdowns shy of what devonta smith did to win the heisman in 2020 so i don't think he's gonna win the heisman but i just gotta tip my cap to him for basically carrying ohio state's offense uh for bonix Five JJ JJ McCarthy is certainly going to have his opportunities to prove himself and, and to win the Heisman against Penn State and against Ohio State. Ultimately, I just don't think he has the stats to get him get him there. Uh, and then because he doesn't play fourth quarters, and mm-hmm. then Molly Gordon the second I got him at six, leading rusher in the country right now. I like it. Yeah, I like it to have some non quarterbacks in there too. So we'll see. I think those top dogs like Penix, Daniels, Nick, Travis. Um, I mean, Caleb Williams, like, all these guys have the games to prove it. So who can have that Heisman moment and show up when their team needs them the most? Yeah. Hot seat tracker before we get it out. Uh, I'm, I mean, we kind of called it all year. It happened, so he's not really on the hot seat. Well, he is on the hot seat, but, I mean, Brian Ferentz is my number one because, like, he got fired, but he's still there. So he's, like, on literally a seat. So he's weird. on a hot seat, but there's no seat. You know yeah, what I mean? He's yeah. already gone. So I just think that's pretty funny that we've been saying all year. So he's gone. My two is Sam Pittman, man. Uh, kitchen sink game, you know, this weekend, just a tough season for him. You know, I think they love him and like love that program, but it's just not getting it done right now. So Sam Pittman's my two. Tom Allen, I think writing's on the wall at this point too for Indiana. Yeah. Um, Jimbo, which we got to keep following the buyout situation. And then my fifth, just to have a guy, which I don't think they would fire him this year, but they're having a really tough one is Shane Beamer. Um, yeah. So I just don't know what to make of that situation if it keeps going downhill. Yeah, they're they're really bad. Their offensive line is is really rough. Uh, I got Jimbo one. I, I think he's going to get fired, uh, especially if if they lose a couple more games this year. Uh, I think the writing's kind of on the wall. I think they're going to pay that buyout. Two, I got Sam Pittman as well, man. Arkansas fans have high expectations. I got a couple friends that went to Arkansas. Being from Memphis, pretty common to have that to have friends that went to Arkansas, and they're pissed off. They got high expectations, and I, I they had a really good year a couple years ago. And it's just been downhill since. And yeah, he's on the hot seat. Billy Napier at Florida, another program okay. with really high expectations. He's only, what, year two or three? Um, I think he could be gone. Tom Allen at Indiana. Yeah. I, writing's on the wall, but it's like, what's your ceiling as Indiana football? I don't know who you're going to get. Yeah. Anyone really exciting. In a new Big Ten, maybe that job becomes more entertain, uh, more interesting, intriguing. And maybe Indiana could eventually become one of those programs that is known for their basketball, but, you know, develops a good football program, kind of like what Lance Leipold is doing at Kansas. But I just don't think that's going to happen under Tom Allen. 
And I got Dave Aranda at Baylor, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, uh, Big Twelve, and another team. Like obviously, they had a lot going on, uh, scandal wise, at that program. But I think another team with pretty high expectations, and it's just not if he's gone, he's getting a so many calls immediately to be the DC at so many universities. Yeah. Like he's a heck of a defensive coordinator. So it's, it's a pr- surprising season for them. You know, like I'm, I'm shocked they've been this bad. Yeah. And they had the quarterback injuries early in the season, but just hasn't worked out. And you know, I don't know if, yeah, if you're Baylor, you have higher expectations than that. They were, you know, knocking around the college football playoff a few years ago and mm-hmm. they've, they've fallen off, but and that was Matt rule. And, and Matt rule was, was a great coach for them. But they don't they don't have that anymore. But I, I still think Dave Miranda is, is a is a good coordinator for sure. And all these guys can be good coordinators, theoretically. I don't see Jimbo being a coordinator. Uh, but Sam Pittman, Bailey, Billy Napier, Tom Allen, like these just because they're not working out at their current schools, they it could work out somewhere else. Uh, a lot of this is just about fit, honestly, and, and timing. And, and that's true with any job. So hey. And I don't advocate for anybody's firing as well. I, I want all these guys to do their job. Yeah, just, just talking through it. Nothing but, personal. But, but they also they also make so much damn money that I don't really feel like that bad. Like J- I mean, Jimbo, Dabo, like expectations are expectations because you're one of the top paid coaches in the entire country. Like you have to produce in and out if that's the case. Like if you're Lance Leipold, it's like, hey, you're in a place where expectations aren't the same. You don't get paid the same as a Texas A&M, you right. know? So it's there's a reason the expectations are like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, but it should be a really fun week 10. It's already under the way uh, with the matching going on. We got one and seven Kent State versus one and seven Akron playing right now. Love in that. A thriller. Love that. Nothing better. We got Ball State two and six versus Bowling Green four and four right now as well. Um, and and uh, some some other games Thursday uh, and, and Friday before we get into the the juice, the meat of the slate on Saturday. This is a really good slate. There's fun games at noon. There's fun games at uh, 2.30 and there's fun games in, in the evening. So should bode to be, or should, uh, should, you know, fare to be another really good weekend of college football. I can't wait to watch it all. You're going to air force army. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, you got anything else before we, before we wrap this one up? It's a great weekend. I mean, a lot of big games, each conference and Hey, go tigers. That's the game of the week. Go tigers. Go Air Force Falcons. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please like, rate, review. It helps grow. Grow the pod. Tell a friend. You know, Tell a friend about the podcast if you enjoy it. Um, that helps as well. Some word of mouth advertising. And we appreciate you guys for listening. And we will be back Tuesday, Thursday, next week. And that's it. Go Blue. Shout out to Santa Olmo, Santa Ono for extending Harbaugh. Peace out. Uh, if also Joe, you should record all of uh, Army signs, and if you see anything suspicious, you, play, you guys play them. No, if you see anything oh. suspicious, it could be Connor Stallions. He could be watching over your shoulder right now. The man's everywhere. Let's Stallions, watch. Let's see if he's at any games this weekend. I guarantee you, by the next time we pod, there will be some random game. A new story, a yeah. new theory. Something crazy is going to happen. He's going to be spotted at Toledo versus Ball State this weekend. I don't know. Uh, But that's it. That's all we got. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.